Back to 1981 there to start tonight's Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures. From their debut album, Night of the Demon, that was Demon and Fool to play it the hard way. And that sets the tone for tonight's show. It's another one of those in the Wobbum specials with a guest. The one Mr Dave Hill from the band you have just heard. Yes, lead singer from Demon. Should be hopefully talking to Dave around about 8 o'clock tonight. So, sit back for a wee bit of old-school metal with a few sort of modern curveballs thrown in for good measure, such as this next one. They came out of the Nawabum. They're still going strong, but they've got a brand new album out. It's Inspirations Volume 2. This is Saxon and Razamanaz.
From Cathkin to Camus Lang, from Rutherglen to Halfway, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Camlin Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station.
song from back in the midst of rock and roll time, as we like to say on the show. That was Black Rose. A bit of no wobble there for you, for you. I think that came out about around about 1985. And I believe they hail from Teesside. And I think they're still on the go. Don't quote me on that. I think they are. Yes, tonight it's another Nawabum special. New wave of British heavy metal, bands that came out of it, bands that inspired it. And we have a guest, hopefully. Everything goes according to plan. Can't account for technology these days. At 8 o'clock, we should be speaking to Mr Dave Hill from Demon. Looking forward to that as well. Well, a band who gets swept up in the kind of Nawabum surge in the late 70s, early 80s was a band that had been around for quite a while, fronted by a former Deep Purple vocalist. You know where I'm going with this one. It was the wonderful Whitesnake. Remember going to see them at the old Apollo in Glasgow? Up in the balcony. The only time I was ever in the balcony. Uh, and they were supported by Samson. And we might hear a wee bit of Samson later on in the show as well. A brilliant night, never to be forgotten. To me, the classic sound of Whitesnake. Went on to things in America, made it big, bombastic, big hair, you name it. I suppose he kept up with the times. But uh, not my kind of white snake. I like the old bluesy version. So we're going to go back to a song which is, I think, sums up white snake of that era. There ain't no love in the heart of the city.
John fell into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures. King Metal from back in the day, the title track from their debut album, Night of the Demon by Demon. And we will be talking to Dave Hill from Demon around about eight o'clock tonight. It's an Awabom special with a few twists in between. And just hearing the sound, the kind of vibe of that track there, I, I came across a film the other night. Uh, it's called Metal Days. 
D-A-Z-E. It's a kind of modern version of School of Rock, kind of updated. About a couple of kids at school in America went to do sort of band competition and the trials and tribulations they go through to get there. I won't tell you how it finishes. Uh, but the soundtrack is fantastic and there's like guest appearances by um, oh, Tom Morello and the gentleman out of uh, Metallica and also the lead singer of Judas Priest. And their songs are playing in the background throughout the, the film and it's when you hear the riff, it takes me right back to, way back, way back, in the midst of time as I keep saying, and here's in the back of my neck stand-up. And that's when I realised watching this film, that's why I like this music. <laughs> There's just something about it. It's piqued my interest way back as a, as a teenager and I have never lost the faith, as they say. Uh, and I love this music. And I know that it has its detractors. Everybody's got their own choice in music. Uh, I can't say one music's rubbish. I was going to say another word. I get thrown off here if I did. Uh, and one doesn't. It's up to your own personal taste. But I know that this music still gives me the buzz it did as a way back as a teen. And I am happy to be here to play it to you on a Tuesday evening. Rock Tuesdays, Young Derek before me, myself, and then DJ GJ with a symphonic plated show after myself. And we've got rock throughout the week on Cam Glenn Radio, your local station.
Sigurd to Bankhead from Flemington to Fernhill and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Je 
Impossible d'avancer sans balles Tu voudrais donner des yeux à la justice Impossible de violer cette femme et de vice L'antisocial, tu perds ton sang froid Repose à toutes ces années de service L'antisocial, bientôt les années de sévice Enfin le temps perdu qu'on ne rattrape plus Qu'on ne rattrape plus Qu'on ne rattrape plus Qu'on ne rattrape plus Antisocial French metal there for you from back in the day, from 1980. The wonderful Trust, where, of course, Iron Maiden eventually got their current drummer, Nico McBrain. Uh, although he wasn't on this album, uh, the album was called Repression, and that track was, as you heard at the end, Anti-Social. You're listening to Cam Glenn, Cam Glenn Radio, even, get the old teeth working. Uh, Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures from self John Fell here on Rock Tuesdays. DJ GJ is in the building now. He comes on at nine o'clock after himself with all the symphonic plated metal and female-fronted metal that you can handle. But on tonight's Hidden Gems, it's an album special with a few wee curveballs thrown in. We have Dave Hill from Demon coming on hopefully around about eight o'clock tonight to chat about Demon. And all things demon and metal. So if you like your metal, keep listening to your local station, Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. And there's no excuse if you're out with the bandwidth area, because you can go online to www.camglenradio.org and click the Listen Live. Well, I said a few wee curveballs. We're talking about trust there. And uh, Nicole McBrain. Well, here's the wonderful Ronnie Romero and his cover of a classic Maiden track. I'm waiting in my cold cell When the bell begins to shine Reflecting on my past life And it doesn't have much time Cause at five o'clock They take me to the gallows pole The sense of time for me are running
some super bear Stop this mounting terror Is it really the end of some crazy
into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures.
unmistakable tones of one Mr. Rob Halford and Judas Priest, Stained Class, the title track from the same album. I haven't heard that for years. That was brilliant. And before that, we had a brilliant version by Ronnie Romero of Maiden's Hallowed Be Thy Name. That's off an album he's got out at the moment called Raised on Heavy Radio. One of those albums where they cover songs that inspire them. A bit like Saxon's Inspiration albums. Inspirations and more inspirations, as the second one is imaginatively titled. <laughs> it's all because tonight is a metal night. The Wobbum, new wave of British heavy metal. Because at 8 o'clock, we will be talking to Mr Dave Hill of Demon. So, if you like your metal, stick with Cam Glenn Radio tonight, here on Rock Tuesdays. Well, let's have something a wee bit closer to home. He's looking at the desk and says, will it play or will it not? No, it won't. So if you bear with me, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to press this button, and I'm going to press another button there, and then a third button, and then we're going to look and see if we can find the right button that will make this play. Yes, we have got it, and we can press that button, and now we should have some more music. Great! 
From Cathkin to Camus Lang, from Rutherglen to Halfway, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Camlin Radio. 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Debbie album, Night of the Demon. It's big Love. It's big Love plays away there. We have the man behind the band. It's Dave Hill on the phone. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, John. How are you? I'm not bad at all. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on Cam Glenn Radio. It is a, a pleasure. It's a and pleasure. No, not not at all. Um, just going to go straight into it. Demon, you were formed the way back 1979, I believe. Is that correct? 1979, a long time ago, isn't it? Uh, it is a long, long time ago. <laughs> it doesn't seem that long to myself. As I said earlier in the show, I hear tracks and it just takes me right back. It's as if it was only yesterday. Um, where, where do you, did you want to be part of the new wave of British heavy metal or do, do you like many other bands like Def Leppard etc that just kind of get swept up in that kind of uptake of, of sort of rock music that came out at the time uh, can you repeat that again I'm, I'm, I'm losing you a little bit ah right no problem at all uh, Demon do you want me you... to tell you about the origins of the band yeah fire away yeah fire away uh, well basically I think it was loosely and can you hear me okay? yep I can see yep so, yeah, I mean it was loosely around late 7980 and um, we were a gang of guys playing uh, you know playing, got together called ourselves demon um, in our local area which was basically uh, Stoke-on-Trent in Staffordshire and um, we started to write a few songs and um, there was a guy in our town called Mike Stone in fact Mike Stone is still with us he manages us 
these days. And he started Clay Records. I don't know if you remember Discharge, GBH, Clay Records. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, Mike was in town, opened the shop, and um, I happened to go in there one day, and we got chatting, and um, uh, he, he said, what, what are you doing then, Dean? And I said, well, we, we've got some songs, material. So he said, can I hear them? I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. So uh, this was also um, about the time which has now been called the new wave of British heavy metal. Um, you know, at that time, we didn't know it was going to be called that. But there was quite a lot of bands around. So basically, we went into Mike, um, and we ended up, uh, he quite liked a couple of tracks. So we went off down to uh, Cambridge. I don't know why we went there, but he said he'd, um, he'd been there before. And we recorded our first single, Liar. Um, and a few months later, it was released on a, a Blood Red final um, single. And um, it started to feature in those days in papers like Sounds, magazines like that. There was various charts, indie charts, from one thing or another. And it cropped up. Um, it cropped up. So basically, um, that was really the beginnings of actually recording something. Right. I believe Clay Records licensed you to Career Records, the French label, which uh, Saxon were on at the time. How did that come about? Because it's quite a jump from yeah, a small well, independent what happened, stock. I mean, yeah. we, we, um, we, as I say, recorded the, uh, with Mike. He was in town. He was from London, but he was in town and he got this label. So we thought, well, there's nothing wrong. Let's do it on there. And then it... Um, it got the attention of Career Records um, uh, through someone Mike knew. Um, I think Mike was taking his publishing of Discharge and GBH to Warner Brothers or somewhere, and um, uh, someone mentioned Demon, and um, they were friends with Keith Hinton of Career Records. And um, uh, obviously we've written quite a few more tracks then and got an idea of a an album of the title, of course, it was Night of the Demon, because uh, if you're demon, you can't call yourself anything else. <laughs> so, uh, and, and Carrera picked up on it, and um, we ended up uh, recording the album. Um, uh, we actually recorded the album um, fairly locally in the Midlands, but then it was mixed with Pete Hinton. Pete went on to do Wheels of Steel, Saxman, but, well, he'd done those before. And um, we did the album, and uh, I've often said I think the um, the magic it gave us was the cover, um, you know, with the, the the hands coming out of the grave, yeah. and um, which reminded me at the time of the film Carrie. Ah, right, uh-huh. And um, are you still there? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> it must be my phone. It's, uh, <laughs> We've got some. We've got some high winds down here. Have you got? got uh, they're, they're just coming up here as well, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting a bit windy now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sending it down here. <laughs> and anyway, we. we um, I never saw the cover until one day uh, we'd done the album, mixed it with Pete, and um, I think what it was actually that um, they, Carrera at the time, and got people like Saxon, Roaster Two. Um, uh, there was a British band called Rage also from Liverpool. And I think they, they just picked up um, 
picked up Demon on, on, on the back of um, the new wave. Yeah. And um, I think, as I said, when I saw the cover, I think the cover was just uh, a bit special, you know, like, and quite, quite frightening when I saw it, because obviously <laughs> it was an artist in London. Um, uh, and he'd heard the tracks, and uh, then he, he did a cover, and... Uh, I think that was half the battle as well. You know, you see the cover, you put the open track on, full yeah. moon rise, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think for us, the, re the rest was, was sort of history. Yeah. And um, career putting out, and I don't think they, they didn't really, uh, you know, they didn't promote us particularly or anything at mm -hmm. the start yeah. because the bands they got on their label were, were going out on the tours and everything. But all of a sudden, we, we started hearing that... Um, there was quite a lot of interest in Night of the Demon, and it was um, it was selling. You know, it wasn't yeah. selling by the millions. But, I mean, it it was a start, and uh, you know that the, the album has remained forever. I mean, when we, re we actually recorded the album, um, uh, Mal Spooner, uh, who wrote it with me, was mm -hmm. the late Mal Spooner. We, we actually we actually written the, the album in the back of a shop, <laughs> and if someone had said to me in a year's time anybody would ever hear of us, um, I, I wouldn't have believed it. But, yeah. I mean, here we are 40 years down the line, and no matter where we play yeah. throughout the world, we we have to play the title track <laughs> and uh, quite a few other tracks yeah. off that album. Yeah. It's an iconic cover, Dave. They, uh, you're right in saying that with the hands coming out. It's one of the ones you always see, if you ever look at the, any of these new wave of British heavy metal websites or books or whatever, uh, Night of the Demon is sure to be seen on it. It is obviously, as you say, it just getting the right kind of image and obviously it clicks into the public's interest and uh, away you go. You followed that up in was it 1982 with Unexpected Guest and I've read and I've listened to the album as well and somebody said you kind of changed your sound. I can understand Night of the Demon, it does sound that kind of chug, chug, chug of the, and sound of the, the bands that came out of the new wave of British heavy metal, but I pre presume that's actually down to the technology that was available at the time, that a lot of bands, if they played that kind of music, would sound that way. The second album, Unexpected Guest, I, I, I don't think, I, I can't see much of a change in your sound, except that it is, to, to me, lends itself more to, maybe towards the UFO, in a kind of rock spectrum. Was that an intentional thing, or was it just you wrote an album and that's the way it came out? I think what it was, I mean, firstly, to um, uh, when we started Demon, anyway, I mean, my idea and Mouse was um, we never wanted, to, I, I mean, obviously, this the new wave had come, but yeah. very quickly, and though, you know, it didn't last very long, the new wave. Yeah. Um, apparently, I mean, I've got, I've got a book like an encyclopedia. I mean, there was thousands of bands, I don't remember. <laughs> 90% of them, but the sounds of the yeah. bands spurned up and, you know, they're in there under under the heading of the new wave. Um, but, I mean, basically, it, it was a short-lived, the old thing was. But from my own point of view mm -hmm. and the bands, we, we didn't want to... We wanted to move on each time. I mean, I mean, I came through from the era of, um, you know, Deep Purple, Pink Floyd, um, and people like Bowie, that, and those people never made the same album twice. Yeah, and, um, mm -hmm. We did the unexpected guest. I mean, basically, what that album is about, it is about things unknown. You know, I mean, this track on there, "Sign of a Madman," which mm -hmm. was about the guy who shot John Lennon. This, um, 
but it's also the unexpected guest is called that because, you know, whether it's some sort of mental illness or whether it's sort of crazed killings or what it is, it was looking at things through through the minds of, of people. Right. You know, that, that it was all known that you could never... I mean, what you got to realise, you know, that was 40 years... Oh, you know, I was 40 years younger. So basically, the were... The world changes, um, someone said, every seven years when you're growing. Yeah. Um, so I look back at it. But I think what the first two albums did regardless, I mean, they're basically pop songs in a way, the melodies. I mean, the lyrics, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're not all gavel rock and, and, and all that, but I mean, the lyrics are fairly heavy with quite lightweight commercial choruses, and I think... Uh, the unexpected guest did very well for us also. I mean, it charted over here yeah. in a few countries. And, um, you know, by all accounts, I mean, it's still still one of the, you know, the early ones, always sell for us anyway, including some later albums. But um, I think, you know, it's only when looking back when you ask, well, you sort of changed a bit then. It was this, you know, and then you realise you did. But um, um, I, I don't suppose... It, the sound of the new wave, which to me, the new wave of British heavy metal was it's punk and ended, and then a raw rock sound came in, which is, um, which is, I think, you know, the, the new wave came about because of that. But uh, I mean, we just happened to be there, I think, and, um, it, you know, I've been under that heavy metal since. Kind of losing you there a wee bit, Dave. I don't know if you've turned the corner or, or, or moved slightly, but you're kind of fading into the background, unfortunately. But I'll, I'll carry on. Uh, the following album was the play. Was <laughs> the, yeah, the, the the following album after the unexpected guest was the plague, and again people said it was that was more kind of a progressive. I I. I I think actually, again, as you, you've just said, you wanted to change your sound. You didn't want it to be the same thing every album. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's a, it's, it's a more American sounding album, The Plague. Uh, would I be correct in saying that? Was that a kind of, did you have that kind of idea, or you and Mel in the background uh, have that idea that's where you wanted to go? Yeah, I mean, The Plague came around because of circumstances in our own lives. Mm hmm. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you, you know. Yep, loading clear. I, I, I don't want to be waffling in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it was something that happened, you know. We were in the music business, one thing or another. We did the Unexpected Guest Tour uh, on small venues. It was quite successful. Mm-hmm. Um, the last night of the tour, we were in a hotel in London, and the record company were telling all the press how well we were doing in the world. How many tours we've going on this, that, and the other? And uh, it's all new stores, because obviously that's what record companies do. Yeah. And we came back to our own town, and nothing seemed to be happening. Um, I, I think looking back, also we didn't have a manager, which is, you know, it's all partly down to us. Which we don't have a good rock manager in the business at that point. But it, we just ended up. I, I, to, the honest truth is, after a few weeks, we came back. I had to go and sign on at the labour exchange with, with Mal, because we've got kids and uh, we were married. So, uh, and I remember when we were in there, you know, we just come off a sort of tour, and then uh, uh, someone in the labour exchange says, what, "What's a rock star doing in here?" Joke, joke, of course. And, uh, and we were in the charts. Um, 
So we, we marched out of there and, and we said, I remember saying to Mal, it feels like there's a plague going on for us. Right. And uh, within seven days, we actually wrote the plague that picked up all the newspapers of the day and uh, what was going on, which is the Bible sat in the world today in Lebanon, uh, unemployment and stuff. And in our anger, we wrote the plague, never mm-hmm. intending it was going to be the next album, but... Um, um, it got turned down by Karen down a lot. He said, well, where are all the hits? Because if we don't remember that period, Michael Jackson, who's a wonderful artist, was making albums with hit singles on. That was the, mm-hmm. that was the, the norm of the day. And um, they turned it down for us, so we turned around to Michael Stone, who'd, uh, who'd still got play records, who'd seen quite well, and he said, well, I'll record it. So basically... The third album, play. that's the story we recorded it we came out. It's not intended in the first place, but it was an honest thing. And, I mean, a lot of things have happened with the play. It's just been reissued this last month or two. And uh, over the years, it's regarded as like record collectors, um, magazines and stuff. It's, they call it a classic, so well, fair enough. We also got a deal in America with uh, Atlantic Records, which even though it's quite short there. That was the play, and that is what it's like. Still, I mean, next week, you can still hear me, can you? Yeah, just, just about. You're just kind of fading in and out slightly again. Uh, I think it must be this wind that's caused it all. <laughs> yeah. I'm not making a problem today. Uh, I'll carry on. I better uh, keep the answers very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Quick then, that's, that's a good idea. Um, you, you went from 83 to 92, uh, and then you had a wee break, and in some places you, it says you came back in 97, and in other places it says you came back in 2001. You obviously had a break and came back. Was it a case of you, you missed making the music? Or was it just a case you now had time to make the music, Dave? Obviously, life goes on and there are other things uh, in your life other than music at the time. Well, actually, I mean, the band continued after the play. We did British um, uh, Standard Approved and we did an album, Hard Time, and then we did Taking the World by Storm. So basically, we then gone abroad. We found out that... Um, found out that we'd had some successes, so we, we went to Germany and to France and Europe. And um, it wasn't until 92, 93 that we took a few years off. Um, but basically, all, all, through, all through the 80s, we were making albums and signed for a company in, in Germany. So, uh, and then we had a few years off in, in mid-90s. Oh, right. <laughs> That's, that's interesting, because I was going to ask you about you seem to have a big following in Germany, but that explains it then. <laughs> you, you were signed to a label out there, and yeah, obviously we, was a big one. Yeah, we went out there, I think. Well, the reason being is, is, is to say, uh, in the early 80s, the new wave had finished. In came the American bands, yeah. and Metallica came in mid-80s, uh, and Bon Jovi, you know, the American bands. So it was not really the best place to be in Britain. Uh, and you were a British heavy metal band, unless you'd aspired to, you know, the heights of Iron Maiden or, or yeah. Saxon and that. So hmm. we, we went further the field where we released and um, started to play to other territories, and uh, that kept us going, to be quite honest. 
Right, that's it. That's a good. That does answer because I can wondered why there was this kind of German connection, but now now, now you have answered that. <laughs> I now know. Uh, as I say, you brought out some albums uh, in in the noughties, as they say, uh, and you've got some fantastic titles on them. I love the spaced out monkey one, and okay. cemetery junction. There's the two that spring to mind. I thought I, I love an album or a band name that is just it's so off the wall. You've got to actually listen to it or find out what it is. Is that the whole reason why you pick these kind of titles? Sorry, I missed your last line. Sorry, no. Uh, the the reason that the likes of Spaced Out Monkey and the uh, Cemetery Junction uh, are these basically the title is it to draw people in that you have a kind of off the wall title because I think that's fantastic when you do that somebody has to listen to the record to find out what you're actually you know <laughs> singing about is that the reason behind these? Yeah, I think the title for Spaced Out Monkey is um, it goes back to the plague on the very last track on the plague. Yeah. Uh-huh. The last line is "Run free, you spaced out number. Ah, right. Uh-huh. Uh, and 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 the plague is a concept album. So uh-huh. for me, I'd always wanted to call an album "Space Out Monk follow on <laughs> from the plague. So right, it's not really a follow on. Uh-huh. That's where the title came from. And uh, the cemetery junction, funny enough, I mean, in the town where I live mm-hmm. uh, in Lee, uh, which is in Staffordshire. Yeah. Um, there is a cemetery that's in Junction Road. Ah. And uh, I've, I've passed it for years and years. And when we were doing the album, um, I've got a track, I've got a track we're working on. I haven't got a title. And I was driving down that road, and I was taking my wife to work. <laughs> Junction Cemetery Road, Cemetery Junction. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I did the track, uh, we finished it. With, Tracks worked out well, Sanitary Jones. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, uh, Mike, who's, who's, I mean, we have a label space that music, and it's going back to that. Uh, Mike Stone said, Well, mm-hmm. why don't you call the album Sanitary Jones? And it's fitting with the, the yeah. name Demon. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love when there's a story behind uh, an album title or a song title. It makes it far more interesting than just a kind of off-the-cuff remark. That's brilliant. Uh, are you going to be doing anything this year? Are you touring? Are you bringing another album out? Uh, what's the plans for Demon for 2023? Well, well at the moment, we're, we're working on... Um, we've been last, the last month to mm-hmm. working on a new album. But funny enough, next week, a week on Friday, we're in Sweden... Yeah. Uh, and we're on we're on a boat um, that sails from Stockholm for uh, 24 hours. Uh-huh. The boat is sold out. There've been a few thousand people on it, oh, right. uh-huh. um, and they have they have acts. They've got like a big theatre, and uh, I think um, Russ Ballard's on, and uh-huh. uh, people like that. And um, we fly out, and they pick us up, and get us on board the boat and that evening we're going to be playing the plague and that's just, just oh, right. um, it's come round to now we did the plague and we've, we've done a run on the first two albums so people mm-hmm. ask for the plague so we're going to be playing there and then in a couple of months time the one after is um, one after in Spain with uh, I think it's Kiss's final Fun tour, but I think they've been doing a I was just going to say, I saw the advert for that the other day, and I thought I thought they'd finished. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we played with them a couple of times in the past at the uh, Sweden Rock uh-huh. Festival. We played with them a couple of times there. This one's in um, in Spain, and Purple on and Europe. There's quite a lot of big names on, and, uh-huh. um, so, so we're on on that one. But, um, 
companies? I mean, we, we tended to work abroad a lot, with the exception of the last few years of COVID. But, um, you know, we're always quite busy in, um, you know, abroad. We've got a lot of Germany still. And uh, in festival season, which is uh, from about the end of March to October, yeah. um, we, we tend to... Um, we tend to do a lot this year, not so much because we're, um, as I say, we're working on an album, one of mixes, and we've got some dates at the end of the year. But uh, the immediate ones are going to be next weekend uh, in uh, Stockholm, off the coast, yeah. and then uh, doing the one in, uh, in Spain. That's been great. Well, I'll look forward to hopefully finally catching up and seeing you live if you do some dates towards the end of uh, this year. Uh, it'd be brilliant to, to see the band in action. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight, Dave. Uh, I, I love all the bands that came out that era, uh, whether they were true New Wave of British Heavy Metal or otherwise. Uh, it's my kind of time in life when I started buying albums by the dozen load, and it's always a pleasure to talk to someone like yourself who's still got that enthusiasm and, and still doing well. And I, I thank you for your time tonight for talking to Cam Glenn Radio, Dave. It's a pleasure, John. Anytime we talk again, I'm awfully sorry if uh, if you've missed off or what I've waffled on about. <laughs> no, no. I think, well, like you say, it must, it must be the wind. It's the wind. <laughs> no, Thank you very much. Have all. a good evening, and let's hope we meet up sometime yeah. in the future. Thank you very much, Steve. Speak to you Thank soon. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.
excellent track from the album of the same name from 1983, The Plague by Demon. And thanks again to Dave Hill from the band, who we were chatting to there for about 20 minutes or so, battling the high winds as well. Uh, excellent chat, and it was interesting to see or to hear his uh, reasons behind the changing sound of Demon. They weren't like a lot of bands that came out at the time of the new wave of British heavy metal. That wasn't their intention. And, as he said himself, they wanted to change the sound every album. So it didn't get born. And I can totally understand that. And The Plague being a concept album, it's a fantastic album. Uh, I hadn't listened to it for ages. And uh, I was listening to it the other day, and it just is a fantastic album. And as you heard, he had to sign on while that album was in the charts. It was in the charts, they were, they were they had a hit, and yet they didn't have enough money, they were unemployed <laughs> to, to survive. It's incredible when you think about it. You know, you think somebody in the charts, ah, they're sitting in a big mansion, you know, 10 Rolls Royces, etc. But there you go, the real side of rock and roll. And again, thank you to Dave for coming on to Cam Glenn Radio, 107.9 FM. Your local station, please do not change that dial.
Camp Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Tigers of Pantang from back in the Nobobum days. That was a track, the first two's notes, crinkle, 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 called And Don't Touch Me There. And before that, we had a bit of heritage and strange place to be. You're listening to Cam Glenn Radio, 107.9 FM. It is John Fell here with Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures. Wonderful chat with the man behind Demon, Dave Hill, at 8 o'clock. So if you've missed it, where have you been? We've got 25 minutes to go before DJ GJ soars the airwaves. And I forgot to mention, just before we spoke to Dave, a wee bit of uh, Midlothian's finest metal. We had a bit of Tantrum. And uh, I also said we'd play a bit of Samson. And those of you who have been listening will have noticed that we did just prior to playing a bit of the French band 
thrust. Yes, it's all about metal tonight. Metal because we were speaking to Dave Hill and then he told us they weren't really metal, they just happened to come out at the same time, as happened with a lot of bands. Like Sir Def Leppard, were never really metal, but they get kind of lumped in within the Wobbum era because that set the tone for the next sort of decade. Well, what are we going to do now? I think we'll have another band that came out of the No Wobbum era and who are still going strong. They are called Trespass.
fell into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures.
second track from uh, tonight's guest, Dave Hill's band Demon, from the album The Plague, that was Nowhere to Run. And if you missed the interview, you can hear it and listen again on our website, www.camglenradio.com. Org. Uh, we'll check out the sound because we had, uh, I think, a wee bit uh, the weather conditions were maybe playing havoc uh, with the phone signal. But we shall see. We shall see. It was an excellent chat anyway and absolute pleasure to talk to Dave. One of these bands from back in the day when I was a teenager. Ah, and still going strong. As I said earlier in the show, they have never lost the faith. Do not lose the metal faith. That's what I say. What are we going to do now? Well, it's a kind of nabobum era show. A lot of the bands that came out of there, as Dave said, he's got an encyclopedia with hundreds of band names and he can't remember half of them. <laughs> They've just disappeared from sight. And now, I'm not too sure whether this band are called Race Against Time or called Bedtime, but I just thought, ah, something that says Bedtime, <laughs> I've got to play that on the show. And he says to himself, is, is it there? It is, it is, it is. Number seven. I've got the right track. We're okay.
John fell into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures. Devours the sun, where the Nemhain feast and plunder. Something wicked this way comes.
talking to Dave Hill from Demon and playing their tracks, so it would have been a bit remiss of me not to play a bit of hell. And something wicked this week comes. And if you've never seen them live, are you to do so. They are absolutely bonkers. Well, we'll come to the end of another Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures. Up next, it's DJ GJ, the symphonic-plated show with all the symphonic-plated metal and female-fronted metal that you can handle. So I'm going to finish up with a track from the one album from Demon we haven't played from. It's from The Unexpected Guest. And this is possibly a great description of Cam Glenn. A strange institution. Good night. Come 